All right, here we go. All right, so welcome to the Codex. My name is Edward, and uh, here we go. Today, or this episode, I've actually done a few others today too, so I can't just be like, today. But all right, so this one is the Monk class. I didn't actually change the name of it, and the Monk was loosely based on monk from uh pathfinder dnd uh 3.5 and 5.0 and my own uh my own rend- this is my own rendition of a monk so they have their class progression is actually uh one of the more complex they they have they get a lot more skills a lot more class passives than others plus um into it with the monk they can play heavy dps tank or healer so they're kind of across the board too and they can also be they can also be casters as well which they do start off with a magic tree which is the uh holy magic or uh aspect of the giver so uh of course the monk is a a a, a hand-to-hand combat specialist and considering their different skill trees they have uh a lot of mobility compared to other classes plus their uh movement is augmented i think the highest in the game so uh whatever your base class is it's your base class plus three spaces and most most the average base movement is six spaces. So even without having the highest average base movement, the monk is still going to be moving eight or nine spaces, which is like pretty far compared to the others. All right. So the uh, first ability that they start off with is Wisdom of the Ancients, which Wisdom of the uh, Wisdom of the Ancients is So monks don't wear armor or use weapons, which they can use weapons if they want to. And certain weapons do still translate to some of their uh, fist abilities. But they don't have access to very many weapons starting out. And they cannot wear armor. But Wisdom of the Ancients says that while unarmored, the monk gains additional armor and shell, which is magic armor, equal to half of their wisdom or bleh, equal to half of their wisdom score. So they're gonna end up with about the same defenses as an average class unless they go into the tank tree. So uh the other level one thing that they have is ancient apparatus, which Ancient Apparatus is their unarmed damage. So while unarmed, monks gain bonus melee damage equal to half their wisdom score rounded down. Unarmed attack damage increases by 1d6 every 8th level. So their damage continues to go up, and at start, it hits like a normal class, but near end game, even a regular monk or a tank monk or a healer monk has high unarmed damage really high so uh, at level two they get advanced reflexes which if 
you are so advanced reflexes say if you are hit by a non-critical roll you may roll against it if you fail the roll you take full damage which eh who cares but if you succeed the roll which is if you roll higher than their uh whatever they roll you only take half damage which gives them another sort of uh way to mitigate damage and if you're a tank monk that would definitely be good that would definitely be beneficial to you now uh at level three they get skilled descent so skilled descent says while falling treat the fall as if it is four spaces shorter so normally fall damage starts at four spaces high for the monk it starts at eight so I guess in feet, that would be, what, 40 feet. That's when they would start to take fall damage, which is pretty dang high, which is awesome, too. I mean, you're a monk. They're, you know, they're monks. They're supposed to be able to, like, fall from high spaces and do backflips and balance and punch stuff real hard and all that stuff. So uh, at level four, the monk gets Divine Fist. Uh, Divine Fist says that the monk gains the ability to enhance their basic attacks with adverse effects. Divine Fist may only be used once per encounter, which limits it. But you can use one of any of the Divine Fists that you have. But at level 4, you only have one, which is Stagger. So, uh, an enhanced basic attack that staggers the target for 1d6 turns. Which, ugh. And then, on top of that, just to note about stagger, if a target that is already staggered gets staggered again, they get knocked down for a turn. And if they were knocked down next to whatever staggered them while they were trying to get up, attack of opportunity. So you could essentially just lock somebody, you can knock them on the ground, flank them, and then just, you know, punch them to death. Uh, At level 5... The monk gets ancient teachings. So the monk learns how to focus chakra in a way to prevent all diseases and poisons from being harmful. So that one is more so just for um, so earth damage in the game. Some of the earth damage actually does poison. But if you are hit with earth damage as a level five or higher monk, you won't be poisoned. You'll still have the stacks of poison for the sake of some abilities that do bonus damage based on the stacks of poison that the target has, but the poison itself will not deal any damage to you. The uh, other effects will. At level 6, advanced reflexes upgrade to uncanny reflexes. So this one, whenever you're hit by a non-critical roll, you may roll against it. If you fail the roll, you take full damage, but if you succeed the roll... You take no damage. Uh, At level 8, you gain an additional Divine Fist ability called Fatigue. So, and Fatigue is pretty bad too. Uh, So basically it's an enhanced basic attack that you can use, what, once per turn to fatigue a target. For 1d6 plus Wisdom turns so it'll end up being probably like 1d6 plus 4 or 5 at this point and let me go ahead and uh, look up fatigue in my 
list. So fatigue gives you negative two to strength, dexterity, and constitution. And while fatigued, you cannot run, charge, or use movement abilities. So the entire uh, aspect of the traveler with all the different movement abilities or any other spells or abilities in other trees that that are counted as movement abilities, you can't use them while you're fatigued. So when you fatigue something, it's kind of screwed. And then for a lot of turns, too, with the monk. Uh, at level 9, expert descent. Uh, skilled descent basically increases by 4. So normal, uh, normal fall damage starts at 12 spaces high, or 60 feet, for uh, the monk. And... At level 10, the monk gains Wind Aura. Uh, once per round, if you would be hit by a ranged attack, and this is once per round, not turn, but round. If you would be hit by a ranged attack, deflect that attack as a free action. You don't deflect it directly back at the target, but you def you don't take the damage. And, and it's a free action. So if you would be hit by a large projectile or a magic-based attack like a spell or such, you only take, you take half damage instead of deflecting the whole thing. Uh, for this passive to activate, you must have at least one free hand. So that's basically you kind of waving off whatever it is, or karate chopping an, uh, uh, an arrow, or, or backhanding a bullet, just whatever. At level 12, Divine Fist gains Blind. So it's an enhanced basic attack that blinds the target for 1d6 turns. Blind basically cuts your hit percentage in half. If you would have a 100% chance to hit something, you now have a 50% chance to hit it. So basically, whenever you go for your attack roll, you have to roll a percentage die. And if you roll less than 50%, you don't hit. Which kind of sucks. Sucks to be blinded, especially if you're a ranged attacker. So at level 14, you get Ancient Reflexes with the Monk. Whenever you are hit by a non-critical roll, you may roll against it. If you fail the roll, you take half damage. So even if you fail the roll, you only take half damage. This is for non-criticals, by the way, though. If you, hit, if you are hit with a critical, you don't get to use this ability. But if you succeed the roll, you take no damage. At level 15, the uh, monk gets Whirlwind Aura. If you would be hit by a ranged attack, deflect that attack as a free action. Now, since it's a Whirlwind Aura, this may be used a number of times per round equal to half of your dexterity score. So hopefully more than a few times. And of course, for this passive to activate, you must have at least one free hand. At level 16, Divine Fist gains the Paralyze upgrade, which it's a basic attack that paralyzes the target for one turn. Only one turn, because Paralyze paralyzes them. They can't do anything for one entire full turn. So that means you paralyze them at the beginning of the turn if the... Uh, if the uh, attack succeeds and 
for the rest of the turn, you just do whatever to them. And while you're paralyzed, you don't have defenses at all. Let's see. Unable to do anything. Paralyzed. Unable to do anything. Defenses are lowered by four. Okay, you do still have some. Difficulty roll to resist paralysis goes down by constitutional score every turn. But just for the sake of that one, it's only one turn. But if you're paralyzed by any other source, though, it's the duration is until it's resisted. So generally two to three turns before the uh, before the difficulty die goes down enough for you to basically be able to roll a two and pass. But if you roll consistent ones, then shit. That sucks. <laughs> All right. So uh, at level 17, after that, the monk gains the uh, Descent of the Feather. Should be of a feather. Descent of a Feather. Uh, passive. Monks no longer take fall damage, period. It's just like, hey, whatever. I'm a monk. Throw me out of a throw me out of an 80 story build and I'm still going to land on my feet. Uh, hold on a minute. Drinking some water, starting to get a little odd and congested. But uh so at level 18, the monk gains astral. They gain their astral form. So when they have astral form, they go into a meditative state. While in the state, the monk forms an astral version of themselves that can traverse through the material plane and the rift. So the rift is the in-between plane I was talking about. While in astral form, the monk becomes invisible and can pass through solid objects. The monk's physical body remains where meditation was started and gains double defenses while they are in astral form, but can still be damaged. Entering and exiting astral form is a standard action. So you can essentially use this in combat if you're fighting against something that is sort of in the rift plane or you need to do something. Just as long as your team guards you because you're not able to really defend yourself. You do gain defenses while you're in your meditative state, but somebody could easily just go up and hit you in the head with a hammer or something until you die. And if you die, <clears throat> I guess it's not really annotated there, but if you die, or if your physical body dies while you're in astral form, your astral body doesn't die, but it's basically bound to the rift. And you're just stuck there forever without a physical body. Unless, you, unless your people can like find your body and revive it, which can happen. It can happen. They could find your body and revive it, and then you could reconnect with it. But, I mean, for the most part, if that doesn't happen, you're just stuck in the astral, or in the, uh, yeah, in the rift. All right. So at level 20, at the highest, that's not the highest level. I mean, because it will, it will go into epic levels eventually, but you won't get anything extra, not as far as I know so far. It'll just be like a continuation of some of the other skills and stuff. And what I mean, I have no idea. I'm not even thinking about I'm trying to get all the regular classes and regular levels done first for this. But uh, at level 20, the monk gains ascendant, ascended fist. So the divine fist passive 
where you can kind of have like this empowered one attack per encounter. You can now do this a number of times per encounter equal to your wisdom score. So by level 20, probably like seven or eight times. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So you could just stack up paralysis on somebody, possibly. I don't think that's how the paralysis would work, though. I think it would just reset the timer. But still, though, you, you could perma-paralyze somebody for like six, seven turns unless they resist it. Bosses are going to have like res very high resistance to stuff like paralyze and poison and fire and stuff like that. And they're also going to have passives that kind of mitigate that stuff in one turn. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, monk breakthrough. And also, let me note that uh, uh, starting out, of course, the ancient apparatus damaged their unarmed, the monk's unarmed, unarmed, blah, 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 flat unarmed damage is half of wisdom plus 1d6. Starting out at level 8, it goes up to half of wisdom plus 2d6. And at level 16, it goes up to flat wisdom plus 3d6. So it's a pretty big spike there from 15 to 16. All right, here we go. Now let's get into the specializations. So the monk, as I might have uh, mentioned earlier, has three separate specializations. So the first specialization is the Immortal, which is an arcane tank. And probably the only arcane tank in the game. So it's the, uh, the second specialization for the monk is the Giver, which is a healer, basically. And support, healing and support. The third specialization for the monk is the Silent Fist, which focuses on melee damage and penetration. So for the Immortal, which is the Arcane Tank, the uh, level four, the first augment at level four is Arcane Fist. So at the beginning, you unlock, whenever you get this level four specialization, you unlock a magic, another magic aspect. And additionally, your unarmed basic attacks are imbued with arcane energy. Basic attacks deal bonus damage and may deal either physical or magical damage. And the bonus damage is equal to intelligence plus power in parentheses divided by two. So half of your intelligence and power put together. So I would, I would imagine at level four for a monk, since intelligence is not their main stat, wisdom is, I would say that it'd probably be like two plus power one. So it'd probably end up being like one or two extra damage starting out. But the fact that you can switch your attacks from physical to magical damage and vice versa is a good uh, thing. Because, you know, if you have somebody that has the scanner ability or the scan ability, and you can kind of tell what somebody's uh, physical armor and magic armor is. You can be like, "All right, this guy has low magic armor but high physical armor, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna switch my attacks to magical," which is pretty awesome. So the level eight augment for the immortal is arcane surge. 
All right. So the uh, it's an arcane spell. Your magic or your arcane power surges in an AOE around you, which a three by three circle. Not that big, but still. Uh, are all enemies within the blast are pushed back one space per power point that you have, and you gain defenses equal to two per enemy hit. The defense boost lasts for one turn, and the damage is 1d6 per power plus wisdom. So at this level, I would imagine that at level 8 is when you get access to put more points into your soul stats like power, grit, and fate. So at this point, I would imagine they would have at least 2 in power. So it would be 2d6 plus wisdom. Ain't bad. Ain't bad at all. Uh, the Immortal. At level 12 for their augment, they get balanced chakra. Or chakra. I don't know how I said that. Uh, whenever you change stances, which you are going to be changing stances a lot as a month because the uh, aspect of the fist, just about every one of the attacks in aspect of the fist changes your stance. So... It's like a stance dance, but uh, uh, Balanced Chakra says that whenever, I said it again, Balanced Chakra says that whenever you change stances, which you will be doing quite a bit as a monk, you gain bonus armor equal to one per power, which it should be grit, one per grit, and the bonus armor lasts for one turn, so... The uh, This class is going to be using Grit and Power. Grit is a tank stat, by the way. But yeah, you gain one bonus armor per Grit, which might be like two at this point. One or two. But yeah, I would say at this point, I would say that they would be changing stances at least once per turn. All right, hold on. Bonus. It should be two defenses. A bonus. Two defenses equal to one per grit. Bonus defenses last for one turn. All right. Bonus defenses last for one turn. So... Whenever you do get extra uh, action points, you could be changing. And, and as a matter of fact, you probably, as a tank, won't be as mobile as a lot of the other uh, people in the party. So you could essentially get to a good spot, taunt, and then end up changing stances like twice in a turn to get that extra stack of defense. And make yourself tankier. And... Uh, the last augment that the Immortal gets at level 16 is Dome of Key. It's uh, passive. That's like a persistent AoE around you. It says nearby allies receive persistent defenses while they are near you, which the defense boost is equal to your wisdom, which wisdom is their main stat. So it's probably going to be high at this point, at least like six. And that's a pretty big boost. So basically, if everybody's standing near you, you can tank for them. 
or they can tank for themselves, actually. Uh, the next specialization for the monk is the giver, which is a healing and support specialization. Turns the monk into a healer, basically. That, along with one other passive that they have, or they don't have that passive, but you have to take that passive at, like, level 4 or 8. So the, the, the first augment at level 4 for the giver is healing chakra. Whenever you change stances, heal nearby allies for 1 plus 1 per power. Lower nearby undead and void enemies defenses by the same amount. I spelled enemies wrong on this spreadsheet. <laughs> oh god. It was it was with a Y. E-N-E-M-Y-S. I must have been tired when I was typing that. But uh basically, yeah, it turns you into a healer. So every time you're and you can essentially change stances what twice up to twice a turn. So and if you have at least one power starting out at level four, it's going to be uh, two. You're going to be healing for two every time you change stances. So you could heal for four a turn, and that's a pretty considerable amount. Considering by level four, you probably only have like 20 to 30 health. At level eight, the uh, giver's augment is Radiant Light. Uh, it's a passive that is in a five by five circle around the uh, the monk. Allies near you gain increased defenses, and nearby undead and void enemies have their defenses lowered by the same amount. Healing on allies near you is increased by fifty percent. So the uh, stance dance, I should say, would be increased from two per turn to three per turn, or however much it is which is a pretty considerable amount. And the uh, defenses that uh, nearby allies get is constitution plus wisdom, in parentheses, divided by two. It's very, not a whole heck of a lot, but it's, it's considerable. The level 12 augment for the, uh, for the giver monk, or for the healing monk, is invigorate. Whenever an ally is healed, they gain plus one movement until their next or until the end of your next turn. The effect doesn't stack though. But that's uh, pretty cool. I like that. Uh this one, I haven't actually even looked at this uh this uh specialization in a long time. But the last augment that the giver gets at level 16 is called life spring and the range is five and it's a divine spell and you gain eight charges each charge is filled when healing equal to your constitution is done expend all charges to activate life spring a persistent healing aura emits from you Healing all allies at the beginning of your turn for three turns. Healing from the life spring does not fill charges. And the healing is equal to your constitution plus your wisdom. So it basically turns you into a heal over time for three turns. That's pretty awesome. I haven't actually read this ability in 
months since I came up with it. And that's a pretty fucking cool ability. So eight charges. So you would have to deal, or you would have to heal for up to eight times your flat constitution in order to do this. But with, uh, I mean, the monk starts off with the holy magic, and holy magic has healing in it. And by the time you do get life spring, you can also have unlocked the uh, water magic as well for more healing. And by that point, you'd be able to probably fill eight charges in like three turns and then turn into like a giant healing pulse for your party. The last uh, specialization for the monk is the silent fist. So the starting uh, augment for the silent fist at level four is piercing blows. It's a passive and the monk gains armor penetration equal to half of their wisdom score. Which, pretty good. Considering they do get some armor penetration from certain stances as well, they could have like a lot of armor pen. The level 8 augment for the Silent Fist is Fist of the Southern Cross, which the Southern Cross is actually a uh, an area in the world of Malachi that's it's like an Asian inspired area, but it's really close. It's actually not really close to, but it's surrounded by like bad lands, really terrible place. But, uh, fist of the Southern cross, uh, your unarmed attacks gain plus one to critical range. So they crit lower. So this is a D six, uh, system. You roll a D6 to determine if you're going to hit and everything. And instead of critting just on the 6, the uh, unarmed attacks for monks that have this uh, passive crits, it, it counts as a crit at 5 as well. Alright, so uh, the level 12 augment for the Silent Fist is called Ares. Uh, it's a combat augment, and you no longer need an ally to flank an enemy to receive the flanking bonus if you are beside or behind an enemy. If an ally is flanking an enemy with you, your flanking bonus is doubled. You can no longer be flanked unless you are knocked down. Pretty strong. You basically can, you can flank on your own, and if somebody else is flanking with you, double the bonus. Which the flanking bonus basically just lowers their, uh, it just lowers their defense. Or I should, instead of making it lower their defense for you specifically, I should just make, I should just make it so that you gain armor penetration or spell penetration based on, I'll go look into that. I'll look into doing that later. But, uh, the last ability, the level 16 augment for the silent fist is, Executioner. This is one of my favorite uh, abilities. A few other classes actually have Executioner too, but they are mostly like the assassin type high damage classes. So damage that you deal to enemies reveals their health points. All damage that you deal is increased by one for every five health points the target is missing. It's called Executioner for a reason. With this one, you can definitely put out some massive damage. Plus, backstab, 
plus flanking. Yeah. If you get something down below like half health, you can damn near one-shot it from there. But yeah, that's the last... Uh, the Silent Fist is the last specialization for the monk. And uh, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day.